Welcome to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow podcast hosted by Allison Turner. In each episode, we interview real everyday entrepreneurs to learn how they got their start, what challenges they faced and overcame when starting the business, and what successes each has had. Welcome to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow show. My name is Allison Turner. I am your host. I created this show and started this show in order to interview other entrepreneurs on how they got their start. Each of our paths has been different. Each has our own challenges and early on successes, as well as tips and tools that they've used that may help you if you're starting a company or in the early stages of building a company. So today I have with me Andrea Hoffer, who I know currently owns, is it AHA Marketing? AHA Recruiting Experts. Okay, you used to be AHA Marketing, didn't you? <laughs> um, and I know you've owned other businesses as well, like a Massage Envy. I remember that, I think when you and I first met, you had the two companies. Yes. And then you were phasing out of the Massage Envy. Yes. And I kind of looked at your resume on LinkedIn, so it looks like there's been some other stuff in there as well. So. Uh, how did you decide you wanted to become an entrepreneur to start with? Oh, that was a, a long journey, <laughs> <laughs> which I think it is for a lot of entrepreneurs. But I actually started my career on college campuses. I have my education, my experience originally was working for college campuses, helping in um, mainly the student development areas. And then slowly throughout that, I ended up being put in charge of revenue generating operations, which pretty much function like small businesses. And I realized, hey, I'm, I enjoy this and I'm pretty good at it. And both my parents had their own business growing up. Okay. I had never thought about it prior to that. But then I was like, okay. So I went back to school, got my MBA. And as soon as I finished that, I left. And, and that's when I opened the Massage Envy Spa. Okay. No. Quick question, you said you got your MBA, and some people I know are torn about that because I have my MBA and I'm not really sure how much it impacts me in the world of business ownership, but do you find it helped you in business ownership or not? I don't think so. Not to say I didn't learn a lot, I, I did. At the time, I was the type of person that I felt like, and maybe I still am now, but I felt like I needed every bit of knowledge out there before I would do <laughs> something, and the internet, I, don't, I guess the internet was around, but it wasn't, you know, you couldn't get, find everything right. on the internet now. But I know so many very successful entrepreneurs who actually never even went or finished their college right. um, bachelor's. So I just think education is so easy and accessible right now that if you put the effort in, it doesn't necessarily have to be for a formal right degree. Yeah. And I tend to agree with you because I think now I look back and I'm like, if I really needed that. I felt like I needed it because I was changing career paths mm -hmm. and I'd been in the previous career for so long or for like 14 years. And I was like, okay, do I actually have the skills to do something else? Like what's going on? And so I ended up doing that just because I was an education I liked education and, and I did too. <laughs> I mean, I would go and get a PhD if I just had nothing else better to do, <laughs> to do but, but that's me. Um, so I felt like that was the path to go at the time. But now in hindsight, I don't know that, you know, it benefited from, I think the only class that, I shouldn't say the only class, 
But the big class that helped me was there was a speaking and writing class, like a business speaking and writing class that yeah. was like really beneficial for me mm -hmm. uh, because I wasn't really into presentations. I hadn't really done a lot of that. And then business writing is a little bit different than just your everyday creative writing or blog writing or things like that. So I think like that was a class that really impacted me. And then I, I know I picked up things from all the other classes because I find you can learn in any situ situation. Oh, but, definitely. Yeah. But whether it helps in the day-to-day -day running of a business, that's, <laughs> that's a different story. Yeah, I'm story. not so sure. I, I also discovered while I was going for my MBA that a lot of, and I, you know, you can focus and I, I focused on entrepreneurship. Most of my professors never own their own business. <laughs> so right. that also exactly. was, you know, they couldn't really teach me what it was like since they didn't, didn't do it have themselves. the experience themselves. Right. So why Massage Envy to start? I know that's a franchise opportunity. So you kind of like have the business in a box. It was that the appeal to it or at the time or why? Well, we actually had a guest speaker near the end of my MBA in, in one class. It might have been an entrepreneurship class. And the speaker spoke about franchising. And if you find the right one for you, it's actually a great starter business. Mm -hmm. Because, they, you know, if it's a good one, it's going to give you certain training and structure and it's a proven concept. So I thought I looked into a lot of different franchises. And I actually had a couple of other businesses that weren't franchises that it just didn't work out. Um, actually, both of them were because I was going in with a partner and it just <laughs> didn't work. So then I said, well, I got to do something on my own. And I just couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. And I was a member of Massage MV. It was, okay. it, I don't think it was in Florida yet, but I was living in Atlanta at the time. And one day I went in and, and I was like, I wonder what it would take to open one of these. Because it was something I really believed in was regular massage. Mm -hmm. And I looked into it and somehow I made it happen. It was a much bigger investment than I was planning on for right. my first business. Um, but I was able to make it work. A lot on credit cards. At the time, that was much easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and sometimes, un unfortunately or fortunately, that's, uh, that helps out a business owner in the early stages mm -hmm. as long as you can pay those off. Yes. <laughs> but I think that's, you know, I think it is a, it's kind of that business in a box. So if you have the upfront capital in order to do a build out and to do, you know, whatever the franchise fee is at the time and then, you know, all that type of stuff, mm -hmm. then it's great. You know, and some people have that and some people don't have that from the, from the start. Then how did you, cause I know you sold that business in 2016, was it? Yes. Um, it was 2016. Yeah. So, and I know you had started AHA before that, because I think when you and I met, like you had the two and you, I think mm -hmm. you were on the way out of Massage Envy at that point. But um, how did you start AHA recruiting? Actually, so you mentioned that AHA has kind of gone through some transformation. When I started AHA, it was just this little side <laughs> thing. Uh, I still had Massage Envy. I think I had owned Massage Envy for about four years at that point. And an old coworker of mine called me up and said, you know, we could really use your expertise. I had a unique background in that I knew how colleges worked and now I had acquired all this business knowledge and she wanted somebody um, to come in and consult on a few things that had business elements, but also within the college environment. And so she said, could I hire you to be a consultant for us? And 
I said, sure. And she was going to pay for my travel for two weeks to go wow. out to Atlanta, where I used to live. And, and so I was like, okay. And then I went to Barnes & Noble and found a book on consulting because I had no idea what consulting was. <laughs> And AHA Business Consulting, which was the first time. Actually, first it was Andrea Hoffer Associates, and then I changed the DBA to AHA Business Consulting. Oh, that's where the AHA comes yes, from. Yes, exactly. And so AHA was born. Um, and for the first, AHA, I've had AHA for about 10 years now. And for about the first four, four and a half years, it was mostly consulting, okay. but it was all, always about people. It was always on team development or leadership training. Okay. And then I started to get a lot of interest in recruiting and how can you help me hire. And so about, you know, four years in, the consulting thing just started dropping off. And I was like, this recruiting piece is doing well and I enjoy it and I'm good at it. And I can scale. Was the consulting was a little harder to scale the business. Okay. Um, where with recruiting, we had a very specific model. I could bring recruiters on, teach them the model, and, and it made it much more easier to scale. So we changed the name, I think, four years ago, for about that time. And now we're truly recruiting. Okay. Okay. And how many employees do you have? On right now I have 12. Okay. 12, all virtual, completely virtual company. Wow. Yeah, because I know you, you work from a home office for the most part, right? Completely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and how often do you meet with your team? We, well, we have lots of different meetings depending upon departments throughout the week, okay. but we have an all-team meeting every Monday just mm -hmm. for an hour. And we talk about wins and challenges for the week. And then we will talk about one of our core values each time. Okay. And what, like, what size businesses do you typically work with? We only work with small to mid-sized businesses. Typically, as far as revenue goes, they, they do anywhere from a million to 10 million. It's, you know, it's been outside that range sometimes on both ends, but that's okay. sort of where most of them fall. The sweet spot. The sweet spot, <laughs> yes. No, that's great. So what were the challenges, you know, because I know you, so you had the two businesses at once, backtracking a little bit. Were there challenges, kind of, you, you said you started one more as like a side thing, the aha, and then that kind of morphed into maybe a bigger, bigger business that you weren't expecting. But were there challenges running the two at once, or was at that point Massage Envy able to like? Did you have a manager in place, and you were kind of hands off on the day to day operational side? Yeah, when when aha started to to grow, and really I did not put effort into into growing it, and I realized it was it was one quarter where aha did better than my Massage Envy, and I was like. Oh, this is interesting. Oh, wow. It was only me back then. And um, so I had a manager, to, a manager and assistant manager in place with Massage Envy. And to be honest, I realized early on that Massage Envy was not where my passion was. Okay. And everything I did with AHA, especially now, is where my true passion is. And so I knew I needed to sell Massage Envy when I could and, and put full effort into a into a ha. I don't know if I answered your question. As far as balancing it, there were times where I wanted to put a lot more effort into a ha, but didn't have time because of massage envy. Okay. 
But you were able to sell Massage Envy, get yourself out of it. Does that one still exist today? Yes. Okay. It, it's still a going concern. <laughs> yeah. Now I know a lot of people that swear by Massage Envies, mm -hmm. you know, because of more reasonable price in massage and whatnot. So, um, so with your business now, like, obviously you've continued to grow it. I know, you know, I think you were more in the consulting realm when I first met you. And then this has kind of morphed in, you know, morphed into this, the uh, recruiting side of things. So where do you see it going in the next like five years? Well, <laughs> we actually have a lot of big things coming up. Uh, so we, you know, we've always focused on the small and the midsize business and we've never, truly done the traditional recruitment model. We don't okay. charge a percentage of annual salary. And we also are very much a recruitment marketing firm and coaching firm as well as full service recruiting. Okay. So we're that's why we're so focused on the small to midsize is to help um, the small to midsize who maybe don't have the resources or the training to hire effectively. And hiring right now has been for a while, but of course now is all about employer branding and recruitment marketing. And most small to midsize businesses have no idea how to do this. My, my favorite quote is from one of our clients who thanks me every time she sees me saying, thank you, now we can compete for talent against the larger companies. She's like, when you look at our recruitment materials, it looks like we're a large company. Right. Um, and that was really our goal, you know, with this. But in a few weeks, we'll be launching another company um, huh. with a um, franchise, actually, a recruitment franchise out of the UK. We're gonna be the first US uh, location or business, <laughs> if you wanna call it. Um, and so it will be recruiting a more traditional model, except they actually approach recruiting very similar to us with the consultative model. And um, we will be focusing, sorry, we'll be focusing um, mostly on large corporations. So most of the corporations will be international where they have locations in the US, but also in other countries around the world. And then we will be developing that model throughout the United States. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you're gonna be running the two side by side? It will actually be three because we will be, I know I'm great. <laughs> um, well, because yes, we'll have the second recruitment firm, which will be mostly executive recruiting under Robocore for you know larger corporations, but then we're also gonna be representing the Robocore franchise in the US. So anybody who wants to be a franchisee of Robocore will go through us. So that will that's the third part oh, wow. of the business. <laughs> um, and then at the same time for AHA, we're in the process of developing our own recruitment software that will be specifically targeted to small to mid-sized businesses. Okay. I tend to- Take like everything to, on at once. Yeah, huh? exactly. <laughs> As business owners do, yes. and entrepreneurs like to do. But now, how do you manage that? I have an amazing team. <laughs> I have to so um, hire well. Yes, or, or get her to help you hire. <laughs> there you go. Well, no, my team is. You know, of course, we've made mistakes over the years, but for the most part, I have my such an amazing team, and my operations manager, who has been with me for a couple of years now. She's. I, I don't. I wouldn't be able to do any of it without her and she she knows that. At least I hope she knows <laughs> it. <laughs> now it's out there. <laughs> yeah. 
So I think what you're saying is really that the structure of the company and kind of building it from the kind of ground up is very important. You know, because obviously you didn't start as a team of 12. Right. Oh, no. Yeah. You know, you started it's as yourself. Just me. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've slowly built it over time up to that 12. So what's been like, what's been the best thing? Because I know, you know, that's one of the biggest challenges I see with entrepreneurs is, you know, they start as themselves and then they don't put the right things in place early on. And then they try and hire and they're still in way too much and yeah, themselves and, and things like that. I'm actually glad you brought that up because, because of the type of you know target market that that we work with, a lot of the business owners who come in, even if they already have a team, often will come to us and not. They'll want us to sort of solve all of their problems, not just find the right person for the <laughs> position, and so they won't have a job description, or they'll have a job description that they might have kind of taken off the internet somewhere. But when they put the person in place, they don't have the processes down. They just expect the person to, to figure, it, figure out. it out. And you could find some really amazing people, but they're not going to figure it out the way you want them to figure it out. It'd be very rare. So one of the things we've done, we use something called Monday.com. You can, there are I lots. Do you? I, yeah. I, we I love mean, it. I switched to that. I mean, I, I shifted to that this year, earlier this year, because I was like, I need something I can see. I mean, I only have like my three core team members and then I have a lot of um, other people that I just communicate with, but then like my, you know, assistant handles certain things. And so she oversees a lot of, you know, so she interacts with some of the other people and and then Jack's on there and myself is is on there. So, yeah. Yeah, we, we love it. We've had it, I think, two years now. Okay. And when you open it up, it's... It's become a beast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I'm still learning a lot of it. My team knows it a lot better <laughs> than I do. Um, but, you know, Tatiana, the operations manager I referred to, when she first, when we first got Monday, she started building out our processes and then the rest of the team has f further developed it. So now when a new talent consultant, um, that's the position title for a recruiter, comes on, it's step by step of, okay, here's your training. And then every time you get a, a job that you're working on, it's it, it, every single thing is written out. And it, it kind of brings me back to retail and massage MV, where I always, when I worked with retail establishments, I always said, you know, the checklist, <laughs> it's yeah. the easiest right. tool. And essentially that's all it is, is a, is a checklist, all the things you need to do you know, every day. And sometimes people think, well, you remember. Well, there were sometimes yeah. I came in the spa, lots of times I came in the spa and I'll say, the open sign hasn't been turned on. And, <laughs> and, and then I'll look and I'll see the checklist hasn't been filled out. So they might remember 99%, but it's the matter of having that process in yeah. place and making sure people are always checking it and filling it out. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm reading the book E-Myth. Mm. Um, by Michael Gerber right now. And yeah, he talks about, you know, you want to basically create your um, business to be like a franchise essentially, which has the processes already built mm -hmm. out, you know, but you, you need to create that, like you said. And then, then when you bring on new people, here's the process to train them. Here's the, what they have to do with their, you know, everything's kind of put in place. Yes. Um, already, mm -hmm. and you don't have to kind of recreate the wheel or be like, what do you want to do today? <laughs> yeah, so. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no way I would remember everything if without Monday, um, I was just running my own checklist on my phone, but then I didn't know what anyone else was doing. And I was like, okay, this isn't going to work very well. So I need to continue building this out as we grow and, um, figure out how to make this work a little bit better. Yeah. So I can see like a bigger overview of what's going on and not just what I deal with. <laughs> exactly. And there's a book actually called um, Checklist Manifesto. Hmm. I read it a long time ago. It's a, it's a great read, but that will really, you know, you think, can you really write a book about using checklists? <laughs> and, yeah, but it's, it, it's, it's a good, helpful book. Okay. I'll have to check that one out. <laughs> so, I love checklists. So. Oh, there you go. So you you know, figure out how to have build your business and then obviously start another business that's going to be launching soon. And then a third, third business on top of that one, although they're complementary to, yeah. some, to some degree. So it's not like you have to reinvent the wheel and the franchise will have everything kind of all the processes built into it anyway, yes. which is a plus. Yes. So you kind of get the business in a box already. <laughs> is it your same team that's going to be dealing with the new one? Or are you bringing on different people for that? So, Tatiana, my operations manager, she, our plan is that she'll be eventually full-time with Robocorp, with the new okay. company. But in the beginning, we'll probably do half and half. Um, we may try to bring one recruiter over, but we probably long-term, we're going to have a completely different team. It just, okay. It's also a different approach. It's different types of positions, different types of right. clients. Um, and the pay will structure will be completely different. So it will will need a different recruitment team. Okay. So you'll be managing kind of two, well, three different businesses. <laughs> <laughs> and and taking care of uh, elderly parent and <laughs> Are you trying to give me a heart attack here? <laughs> no, I'm like no. just saying that you're you're the typical entrepreneur, yeah. overachiever and uh, take on more and yeah. we can do more. Because I think I, that's the reality. Because right. I, I, you know, always tell people, I'm like, okay, if you get overwhelmed early on, then we got to, you know, you got a problem. <laughs> like if you're too overwhelmed now, because it can get bigger as you go, or it should get bigger as yes. you go. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. If, it, if it doesn't, then maybe there's a different problem. But <laughs> yeah, I'm constantly asking myself, why, why do I keep taking more on? And then I, I think I would be bored. You know, it just it makes me feel happy. Yes, am I stressed? There are days where actually last Friday, I, I messaged my team and said, I have no meetings today because I usually do try to keep Friday at least mm -hmm. half the day clear. Yeah. And I had planned to do all this catch up work, but I just messaged them and said, I'm taking a mental health day. <laughs> and I booked a massage and, and just took them. I took my dad to lunch and, and took the rest of the day off. And I was so much clearer on, on Monday. I, didn't, I don't even think I did much work over the weekend. And, you know, sometimes you need to take care of yourself as well. You have to figure yeah. ways to take care of yourself. Yeah, and I agree because I, I, I felt like scattered in the last couple, two or three weeks. I've just felt kind of, I don't know, just a little off for whatever reason. I've been trying to figure it out. And I, so I took on something bigger to kind of readjust. I mean, I've been doing 75 hard and then I've gone to phase one and phase two and I, I don't know if you've done any of that or heard of any of that, but mm -hmm. it's more of a mental toughness program, but it has like a um, component of exercise. So I'm supposed to like do two 45 minute workouts a day. Wow. At least three hours apart, drink a gallon of water, read 10 pages of some kind of personal development book, 
um, follow a specific diet. So anything you choose to follow, but you just have to stay on it. No alcohol, no cheat meals. So phase two is the same as the original 75 hearts. So the original one's 75 days of that. And then phase one was a little more complicated. And then you have to take off a certain amount of time between phase one and two. So I actually started phase two because I was feeling scattered. So I was like, okay, let's see if this can refocus me because I tend to like do better with more stuff on my plate, um, mm. which sounds like maybe you do too. too yeah. Given that you took on more. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, you know, and then, but over the weekend, I was like, I always have the grand plan to like catch up and like last weekend. I caught up on some home stuff, but I didn't catch up on a lot of other other stuff. Yeah. But sometimes you need that kind of step back. Definitely. I, I know I did this this past weekend. And yeah. I feel a lot more focused now. Focused and energetic. And, mm -hmm. and then I'm like, why don't I do that every week? <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. <laughs> yeah. Why we don't do that. I'm like. It'd be nice to work Monday through Thursday. Right. <laughs> that was it. always my plan, and it will happen at some point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Running three businesses. <laughs> well, get the right people in place. You're the recruiting person. Exactly. So uh, you get the right people in place, then you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Just make sure they're working Friday when you're not. <laughs> so I know you also came out with a book earlier this year in April. So in the midst of all the other great happenings that you've been doing. Um, so I know you have a copy of that. So you want to tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> sure. It's called Hire, Hire. And it, essentially, it's a practical guide. The, the subtitle is How to Attract, Interview, and Grow Your Dream Team. And it's just a, a very easy step-by-step -step book on A to Z, starting with discovering who you need to hire, which is the most important piece that I see most uh, business owners skipping, which makes the other pieces more difficult. And then how to create a recruitment campaign around that and attract the right candidates. And then of course, uh, there's a whole section on interviewing and how to, you know, how to recognize that the person in front of you could be the right fit for you or definitely is not the right fit. Okay. Um, and it, it's just something I've been wanting to do for a while. So I was excited to launch it. Now, do you think like a startup company could use something like that or like where who's the market for this book? It's again, it's mostly small businesses or even HR, uh, you know, HR's people, professionals or recruiting professionals for smaller or mid-sized businesses. Um, but I've been told by the startups or people who are just starting to hire. I mean, if you're not at the hiring stage, it could be good information, but when you're when you're ready to do your first hire, it's a great practical handbook for you. And if you just haven't been having success with hiring, it, it might give you some good tips. Okay. And how did you decide to write, write the book? <laughs> Something I've been wanting to do for a very long time. And I started doing, years ago, I actually wrote the outline. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, for, I would just throw things on the different topics as, you know, as practices were changing and evolving. And then I finally pulled the trigger and started writing a couple of years ago. And it got, you know, it, it took me longer than I originally planned just because I had different things in my personal life that happened. But then at the beginning of last year, I said, I'm going to, I'm going to knock this out. I'm going to, I'm going to, I was 90% done. Right. <laughs> so I think. That last 10%. That's yeah, the it can be difficult. And. And so we, um, we released it um, this past April. Okay. 
Okay, congratulations. Thank you. I, mean, I know one of the things I've talked to other um, guests about that have written a book, you know, is like that it also helps you be branded more as the expert. Yes. So, you know, you can have a company doing the recruiting, but you now have a book with it. And then the more you go out and speak, then you can obviously have the book with you. And it gives you like that extra level of credibility. Yeah. Well, it's been interesting because I, I do go out and, and speak not as much as I used to, um, but I'm, I want to start building that up again. And when I throw in the book or include the book in in my speaking fee, they everybody the people seem to get very excited. So like the last um, <laughs> large speaking engagement I did, the book was just coming out. It was last April, and I was the keynote for two days. And basically, oh, wow. I walked the, you know, the conference through everything in the book, and then we gave away 50 copies. So it was a great, great compliment yeah. to it. So now I have, this is pretty much my speaking topic <laughs> now, so it works out sense. well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that's when I'm, I'm going to start writing a book, so I'm trying to, like, figure out the pieces, you know, because I was going to go with the you know, Dream Plan Start Grow is actually my business coaching program for startups. So that's, I was going to go with kind of four smaller books around that, but I may do something that's a bigger summary type of book of like why mm. first and then kind of lead into that. I'm, I'm still, still got another week before I get start writing so <laughs> 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 to uh, figure that out. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the writing a book is great because it also focuses your thoughts. And then, like you said, gives you that opportunity for the keynote because mm -hmm. it's now you have, you know, the book to go along with yeah. it. Well, and what's been amazing, too, is I've been getting people asking for a bulk price. So I have like one of our clients who is a franchisor. He asked me, you know, I want to buy one for each of my franchisees. Yeah. So he asked if if there was a way to buy in bulk. And I was like, this is a great idea. So I started publicizing <laughs> it and starting to get some interest there. So that's been oh, nice. That's great. That's great. You going to write another book after this? My plan is to write one on employee engagement and retention okay. and a whole expand more on onboarding. There's a small section in here. Okay. And onboarding. Well, that's but yes. good. So kind of like part two. Exactly. Now that you got these people, you got to keep them. <laughs> Because it's definitely, uh, what do they say, more costly to have to rehire somebody or rehire for that position than to actually engage them and keep them in that position. Right. Well, that, that's why we just launched new programs that now include a one-year uh, free replacement guarantee for okay. when we place. But we there's kind of a caveat to it where we create a whole one-year roadmap for the employee and employer, and we hold them accountable to it. Wow. Which makes sense. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise, I'd be like, they left. Right. Or we fired them. And yeah, you're yeah. like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did they chew gum and walk backwards or something? <laughs> like, what was the reason? What, what didn't work? So we want to make sure we're setting them up for success. Right. Well, that sounds great. Now, what is your, because I know, you know, the other thing we talk about a lot here is kind of the personal side of things, a personal life, you know, whether you're into like exercise, meditation, you know, like what you do, you know, you just talked about like the taking that day off because you don't have any meetings, you know, like kind of what you do to stay sane, I guess, for lack of a better word or more balanced or whatever the word is, each person uses kind of a different word, but what's, 
you know, what's your thought on that as far as like, what do you do to kind of help yourself um, kind of recover and stay fresh and energetic? Well, one of the things I do most often is walk my dog or play with my dog. I'm a fairly new pet owner. I had never had a pet growing up. And then about a year and a half ago, got a puppy and he's just been wonderful. Therapy dog. (laughs) Yes. In many ways. Yeah. (laughs) I definitely feel like he's a therapy dog. And so that, you know, that has helped me a lot. And it also helps me to get a breather. Like if you're working, 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 and you forget to take a break, the dog will remind you. You gotta go potty, mom. <laughs> yeah, or just want to wander. And so then it, it's like, oh, you're right. Let's go outside and, and breathe some fresh air. I wish it wasn't 95 degrees, but it, you know, yeah. it's still beautiful to go out and see the trees. Better than and, 20 below. Right, true. <laughs> it's all relative. <laughs> True. Um, so that's one. Uh, recently, I started swimming. I never enjoyed swimming before, but I'm, I don't know why all of a sudden I wanted to start swimming. So okay. I've been doing that about once a week, not, not tr- just for about 20 minutes. Okay. Uh, but that sort of, I don't know, it just feels like it centers me, gives me some exercise. I work out uh, once a week, um, trying to bring that up to twice a week. So okay. we'll, we'll work on that. That's, you know, and just spending time with, with family and, and friends. No, I think that's, that's important. I mean, I always, you know, between the dogs, obviously I've got my two dogs here at the office and um, used to be just the one came with me, Gracie. And then when the pandemic hit, I was like, all three of the little ones, one since passed away, but, um, but he was 16 and a half. So we actually had to put him down earlier this year, but, um, but the three would come, the three little ones and the two big ones would stay at home because they tend to make lots of noise, big barking noise, which is not always so, so fun. These, when they do bark, they're not so loud, but I would see like my landlord, who's the owner of the building, he brings his dog, he's at the office. And then, you know, some of our neighbors have dogs that are in this building as well and the units. And so uh, there's no issue of dogs being here, which is great because I find, like you said, it is a, is a good break just to, yeah. And it kind of also takes you out of the everything so serious mode because they come over and they look at you with some cute look and you're like, oh, you're so cute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, our our team is a big dog loving team. So we our dogs often show up in our Zoom meetings. <laughs> yep. Yep. Now, my assistant's a cat person, but uh, so, so usually her cats will show up <laughs> when they want to make an appearance and decide they want to be on Zoom. <laughs> So, but they're a little more, you know, like, don't I look beautiful? Yes. <laughs> I am a cat. Um, and I think what you said is like getting that exercise in. I mean, I tend to do, I walk early in the morning. So I get up early and I walk uh, before sun, sunrise at this point, since it's getting, days are getting shorter now, mm-hmm. <laughs> which frustrates me. But um, so it's still pretty dark out when I'm walking, but I take one of the bigger dogs and walk three miles in the morning um, before I even get started. And that way that kind of helps get the exercise in early on and, you know, start my day, Mm -hmm. what I call right, you know, right for me at least, (laughs) you know, so I think that's, that's critical as well. I mean, do you have any other 
routines that you do. I mean, I know some people do meditation, visualization, other things like that, or or like just reading or... Actually, one thing I, I started a few months ago that I really enjoy is I go, I have this membership at this place where I get infrared sauna. Yeah. And yeah. it's not just the sauna part that I think finds healing. It's also, I'm closing out the world for 45 minutes <laughs> and I put meditation, You could, it has Bluetooth, so I can put meditation on okay. in the sauna yeah. And it's just, I, I usually go on Saturdays and it, it, I don't, it just makes me feel so good afterwards. But okay. yeah, I, I guess between the heat and closing out the world and the meditation, it, it's like a, you know, a powerhouse. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that I've heard infrared sauna is great for you. Like mm -hmm. just from that standpoint, let alone like what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I tried, what's the, the thing where you lie in the water? thing I was like oh, oh I don't know if I could do that I'm yeah <laughs> I, I don't know when they started closing that lid thing yeah, down, yeah. I was that, like that's um, an appeal to me no I tried it once just because I had a prospective client and um they wanted me to try it and I was like oh this is great <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I feel like I'm in a casket with a, like a uh, water in it no. <laughs> that's one of my biggest fears is drowning so yeah. oh great yeah <laughs> perfect fit. well yeah yeah luckily it's like not that deep but um but I know people that swear by it too. So I'm like, you know, each person's got to find their own their exactly. own fit of what works for them to kind of get them kind of zen or whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. and back kind of ground level and not stress up here <laughs> all the yeah. time. Because I yeah. find by the end of the week it's a tough, you know, you know, you have to kind of finish the week strong, whether it's Thursday, Friday, whatever that week is for you, and then mm -hmm. really take that time. Right to decompress and, you know, like you said, see family, whether it's during the, you know, evenings during a week or on the, on the weekend and friends and, and reconnect. Yeah. Yeah. It's important. And I've been getting into coffee lately. I mean, I've always enjoyed coffee, but I bought one of these fancy coffee makers. <laughs> so that's a nice one. Even though the coffee itself is probably not the best as far as stress. Depending really. on how much you yeah. drink. You drink I'm eight not, cups a day. No, no, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not. not that bad. Usually one or two a day. <laughs> yeah, the, the diet I follow for this uh, phase two thing like doesn't allow coffee. So, um, so I go off of it. And then when I came back on it after phase one, actually, it bothered my stomach, which is why this diet doesn't, that's supposed to allow it because of the acidity of the coffee. So mm -hmm. I went to espresso, which I know is still coffee, but, you know, it's a smaller cup. Cause I don't know if it was the cream that was bothering me or the actual coffee. So um, I was like, you know what, let's just do, so I would do like a little cup of espresso cause I bought a new coffee maker too that had like the two together. Cause I've always had an espresso maker and then I've had a coffee maker and you know, the two things are huge and like they sit on your account. I don't have a lot of counter space to begin with. So, you know? yeah. <laughs> so I bought this combo thing that had both and I was like, oh, this thing has both. So this is best of both worlds and I don't have to like bring one out if I want something else. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. And so if anyone wants to read your book, is it on Amazon or? Yes, it's on Amazon. Okay. So higher, higher. Yes. It's H-I-R-E-H-I-G-H-E-R. <laughs> okay. And then as we start to wind down, like one question I ask all my guests um, is, you know, if you had one tip for someone that wanted to start a business, 
so anything, you know, it didn't have to be your type of business, any type of business, you know, that maybe either you learned along the way or maybe you recognized that you actually had going into it. You just didn't know it until you realized that that was a skill set that was important or something that was important. What would that be? You know, I, I actually have two. <laughs> it's yeah, not even a breaker. It's not even a two. And they're both, they're both things that you probably have heard before. Uh, but one, of course, just really enjoy what you do because you're going to have to, it's going to be hard times <laughs> and it's good. Some days are going to be, everything's going to go right. And other days, everything's going to go wrong. <laughs> <I understand. laughs> and you, you just need to be so passionate about where you're going and, and the value you're bringing to people to, to keep you going, to be, to persevere. The other tip is a, is a little different. And I think I remember actually learning this in school. And that was whenever you can get money. <laughs> so when I first opened my spa, I, I would go to the bank across the street every single day and say, will you approve me now for a credit line? <laughs> Even when I didn't need money. And close to a year later, they finally gave me a credit line. And, le and let me tell you, that credit line saved my life so many times. And if, you know, even if you don't need money, <laughs> some kind of credit line that can be there just in case, whether yeah, it's an opportunity like a or something. annual like. fee for it. I mean, right. I have, I have oh. one too. And uh, yeah, you yes. pay an annual fee, which is minimal. Yeah, it's very low if like you're not using it. It's bucks or something like that. And yeah. then you don't pay anything else unless you pull from it. And then you exactly. obviously pay the interest if you don't, as you pay it back. But um, Right, and then it's rotating. So you pay it back. Sometimes I would only take it out for two days. Because okay. I knew yep. money was coming in. It's right. just I needed those two days covered yep. to cover payroll or any other expenses. So, I mean, that really has saved my life so many times. No, I think that's, that's a great <laughs> suggestion. I don't, no, one's, no one's come up with that one yet so, uh, or, or offered that one. But I think that's a great suggestion, which I hadn't actually thought of. So. Oh, well, good. I'm glad I was able to <laughs> bring something unique. <laughs> And then if anyone wanted to get in touch with you, whether they were looking for some kind of, you know, recruiting service like you offer or just had a question, what's the best? Is it email, website, social media? Any of them would work. I, I recommend you can email me at Andrea, A-N-D-R-E-A, at aha recruiting experts with an S dot com, all one word. Um, or look me up on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. So if you send me a message there or a connection request, I will return it. Yeah, I know that's where we reconnected for yep. this podcast. So mm -hmm. um, well, thank you again for joining. Well, thank me. you, Allison. This has been this has been fun. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you, everyone, to join us today at the Dream Plan Start Grow show. Again, my name is Allison Turner. Today I had on Andrea Hoffer. And we thank you for joining us. And if you have any questions for me, you can email me at success at dreamplanstartgrow.com or you can look for resources at dreamplanstartgrow.com. So all of the podcast episodes, whether you're looking for the audio or the video are there as well as a blog and a complimentary 30 minute um, introductory consultation with me if you need assistance in starting a business. Thank you for joining us and I will see you next time with a new guest. Thanks for tuning in to the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast with Allison Turner. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. 
Join the Dream Plan Start Grow community by following us on Facebook or Instagram at Dream Plan Start Grow. See you in the next episode.